Welcome back to AOPA's Pilot Information Center podcast series. Our topic for this podcast is Flying in the Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by the Bahamas Ministry of Tourism. For more information, you can visit their website at www.bahamas.com. I'm Ferdy Mack with AOPA's Pilot Information Center in Frederick, Maryland. Joining me today via Skype is Rick Gardner. Rick is AOPA's representative for the Bahamas, as well as the director of aviation services of Caribbean Sky Tours. He is a native Bahamian who flies often and regularly in the islands. Hi there, Rick. How are you today? Good, Bertie, and you? Oh, just fine, thanks. So I had a note here. Uh, I was going to ask where you are today, by the way, but I neglected to ask. Where are you? Well, I'm actually sitting at our operations offices in Puebla, Mexico, uh, 7,361 feet above sea level, and uh, wishing uh, I was in the Bahamas right about now. It's a cold, chilly day here, so <laughs> I'm ready to go. <laughs> sounds uh, sounds like we're experiencing similar things, probably uh, 40 degrees and 25-mile-an-hour winds here in Maryland as well. It would be a great day to be sitting on the beach, in that clear water and that blue sky and sun, absolutely. Yes, sir. How long has it been since you've been down that way? Uh, it's been about uh, three months, I believe. So it's it's overdue, but we're getting ready. We have a trip coming up in January, so we're actually gearing up for that trip and then another one in March. So uh, we'll be going down uh, several times in the next in the in the coming months. That's excellent. All right, so uh, let me uh, frame our our content for this podcast regarding flying to the Bahamas. I was thinking to myself, years ago, actually, uh, back in the 70s, early 70s, before I was even born, uh, my mom and dad used to fly to the Bahamas at least once a year in their Comanche, and they, they used to tell me stories about their adventures as far as going to the far recesses of the Bahamian Islands, experiencing things that the average tourister might not, whether you end up in the Bahamas, Nassau, Freeport... Uh, you know, via a cruise ship or via airline, Part 121 service, uh, you're going to have a, a wonderful experience, but that experience might not be the same as someone who's able to fly to the Bahamas with their own aircraft. The idea being, if you get dropped off at a spot by, again, airline or cruise ship, and you go to your hotel and check in and everything is included, you're going to have a wonderful time, but having your airplane, your own airplane in your back pocket uh, might afford certain opportunities, experiences that you otherwise wouldn't be privy to. Uh, that's my sense, Rick. Uh, am I thinking right here? Oh, absolutely, yes. It's uh, it's almost two different realities, uh, going commercial or cruise ship versus having the, the flexibility to, to go where you want to go. It's uh, 700 islands. And the cruise ships only go to, you know, just two or three of them and, uh, as the airlines. So having a, uh, a general aviation aircraft gives you incredible flexibility and, and uh, the ability to see and do things that most people that visit the Bahamas will never get to do. Excellent. So along those lines, uh, is, is, there a, is there a way we can kind of break down the sorts of places we might end up in? Is there a dichotomy or a taxonomy that we can use? Sure. There's there's really sort of three three types of tourism or three levels. Um, if you're into the casinos, the big box hotels, nightlife, restaurants, and all of that, that you that's going to be found in Freeport and Nassau. You know, that's really the type of environment that you're going to find on those islands. Um, 
issue or want something more rustic, but you still want to do some shopping and have some restaurants and have, you know, activities and, you know, then you're really looking more for like Marsh Harbor in Abaco or Harbor Island there just off of North Eleuthera, where it is, you know, more laid back. You're not going to find the big box hotels, but you'll find resorts and you'll find some shopping and some restaurants. So, that's sort of the an intermediate, let's say. But if you're wanting to get away from it all and, and be uh, off the beaten path, then the Bahamas has some also some fabulous destinations on that end as well. So you've got really something for everybody. But having the general aviation aircraft gives you that flexibility that you could even do all three in the same trip, uh, or just you know pick whatever best suits your tastes and. Uh, and enjoy it to the fullest. So yes, there's 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 something for everybody. So uh, give me an idea how I could do some research if I wanted to go down the beaten off the beaten path towards the, the more laid back environments. Uh, tell me a little bit about what kind of accommodations I might expect as well if we're not talking about big hotels. Sure. Well, the Bahamas has a great website. The Bahamas.com website has uh, is a great resource. Has tons of information on the different uh, islands, on uh, the lodging. It also has information for private pilots. So it's a very comprehensive website. It's probably one of the best out there uh, to help a general aviation pilot plan a trip. So uh, I would start there. And uh, AOPA has a great website for the, you know, the aeronautical planning part as well that would supplement. So I'd say uh, those two would be great resources. Uh, and um, and then if you don't find it there, the uh, there's several other websites out there. But I'd start with Bahamas.com. Okay. And what what would I end up with off the beaten path? Uh, am I talking about you know bed and bed and breakfast or camping or small resorts or tiny motels? You know what am I walking into? There's there's a range, uh, but typically you're going to find small hotels with uh, 12 rooms, 18 rooms on the beach. There's some great examples out there. Uh, Fernandez Bay Village there on Cat Island is a great one. You've got the Stella Maris Resort there on the tip northern tip of Long Island. You have uh, Cape Santa Maria. Uh, uh, you have all sorts of stuff. Daniel Key's got you know little bungalows um, that you can rent, and it's they've got a 3,300 foot uh, runway um, with uh, marina and diving and everything right there. So it, there's it, in in just a few minutes, it's very hard to to uh, you know cover all of the different destinations. But there's just a number of fabulous places to visit. Um, where you can park your plane and either uh, if it's not a sh if it's not a walk it's uh, a short taxi ride to the hotel and you're you'll be on the beach so there's there's all sorts of different options um, out there in throughout the Bahamas um, camping is not something that we see uh, very common uh, typically people are going to want to stay at a you know at, at a hotel it's going to be air-conditioned it's going to have uh, all the amenities um, you know they to most of them will even have internet so it's not like you're you know you've fallen off the end of the earth or anything but it's going to be rustic they may not have TV or they may only have TV at the you know in the lobby but after all <laughs> you didn't go to the Bahamas to go watch uh, you know uh, television you went out there to explore 
So there's um, there's something for everybody out there, and uh, it's 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 a lot of fun. <laughs> Sounds wonderful. Uh, when you mention locations besides the obvious major destinations that do have runways, just to hit on one logistical issue, my understanding is we can't just leave the states and, and land at one of those off runways, if you will, right? We have to land where now to start? Correct. You have to make your first arrival, your first landing in the Bahamas at an airport of entry, and your last uh, departure, your last takeoff, needs to be from an airport of entry. And AOPA has a webinar that goes into that whole process uh, in, in a lot of detail, as well as the, uh, the webpage on the AOPA.org website. But you need to make that entry. And when you do, you're going to fill out a form that's called the C7A. It's a, Basically, it's a, a very uh, simple general declaration form, basic information. And then as you fly around in the Bahamas, whenever you land or you take off from an airport where Bahamas Customs is present, they're going to stamp that form. And it's just sort of a record of the movements of the aircraft through the island. Um, no need to file a flight plan unless you want to go IFR, but that's kind of pointless <laughs> down in, in the island. Um, you're down there to, you know, to see what there is to see. So no flight plans are required unless you're flying into an out of Freeport or, or NASA. Otherwise, you just basically do as you would anywhere else. Is, um, you know, fire, do a good pre-flight and, uh, and go explore, go island hopping. Excellent. And uh, on that note, that brings us to our, our last bullet here regarding what sort of concerns uh, and what sort of limitations might I run into as a pilot. You know, my thought was, if I've already been there once, I'll know better as far as what I need to do and not do and bring and not bring next time. But if I'm going for the first time, uh, you know, anything from currency to cash or credit, fuel availability, uh, security, safety, uh, you know, what, what sort of major concerns would I want to know about before I go my first time? Well, I think you're going to find the Bahamas is a very safe country. Uh, the Bahamians are very very welcoming people. They're not going to allow, you know, for, for wanton acts of, you know, lawlessness or anything like that. It's a <laughs> very safe, very easygoing uh, folks. As far as cash and credit cards, uh, You'll find that pretty much everywhere you can use uh, the major credit cards, but uh, you know telephone lines can go out or, or um, credit card machines can go on the blink. So having cash as a backup is a good thing to have. You know, bring bring cash along, but you're going to find pretty much everywhere you go, even though it may be it look rustic, you're still going to find that uh, you can still use your uh, your credit card. Um, fuel availability in the Bahamas, you're going to find, is not as plentiful as what you might be accustomed stateside. So it's a good idea to call ahead, make sure that first you know who normally has fuel, where it's available, and just check that they have it, uh, that it is available for the dates that you uh, you plan to go. And um, you know, other than that, those are the real only plan. You know, the, the type of planning issues. Weather in the Bahamas is is really for I'd say 99% of the time it's going to be VFR. Uh, every so often you might get uh, a storm coming in uh, if if there's any kind of uh, frontal activity of a cold front's moving through, that can trigger uh, you know some some weather that may become an issue. Um, but for most of the year, it's going to be VMC. And then during the summer months, you're going to get some afternoon thunder showers. So you might want to try to keep your flying uh, in the morning, early afternoon, 
and that way you're safely, uh, the plane's safely parked at the airport, and you're safely parked at the bar at the hotel enjoying the beautiful view of the uh, Bahamas. All right. Uh, how about chocks or tie-downs? Should I consider bringing either or or both maybe? Yeah, the, the rule of thumb is if as, as weight and space allows, uh, yes, bring those items for securing the aircraft. Some of the airports in, in the Bahamas will have the uh, tie-down anchors, but they won't have the ropes, so you'll need to bring something. Uh, others won't have anything. Now, bear in mind that the Bahamas, most of these islands are made out of limestone rock, so if you have one of those screw-type augers, <laughs> you're not going to have a whole lot of luck getting one of those things into the ground. So, um, And chocks, well, you know, if you have wheel pants, you probably want to bring you know, chocks. If you don't have wheel pants, there's tons of chocks. There's rocks everywhere you can use, but... Uh, if you um, yeah, if you want to, if you have space, go ahead and bring it. Same goes with oil uh, and any spare parts. You know, what we found it's it's kind of like Murphy's law in reverse. Whatever spare part you bring, that's not going to break. That you know, that will not be the item that's going to go bad. So um, yeah, if you got it, bring it. And uh, otherwise, um, Florida is so close that anything you could possibly need, uh, you're going to be able to get uh, from Florida very quickly. So uh, again. Um, you know, be prudent. Bring what uh, you can, and uh, and um, you know, enjoy. How how uh, how quick a flight is it from say Fort Pierce over to you know the Bahamian area at say you know 120 knots or so? Uh, from Fort Pierce to uh, Freeport, yeah, you're looking at approximately or say to West End about 94 nautical miles. So uh, if not even that much, it's probably about 90 nautical miles. So um, that would be your first hop. The Bahamas is is located on top of two large sandbanks, the Little Bahama Bank and the Great Bahama Bank. So what we like to do is we plan a route that keeps us over land or shallow water as much as possible, and it gives you a much nicer view too. So you might want to fly Freeport to West End and then go east over the backbone of, um, of Grand Bahama and then hop over to Treasure Key and work your way down Abaco and North Eleuthera, and you're going to find you'll be You'll be seeing airports every few minutes, Treasure Key, Marsh Harbor, Sandy Point, North Eleuthera, Governor's Harbor. You know, you'll just be seeing airport after airport. There's about 60 airports, 66 airports uh, in the Bahamas. Wow. Um, and uh, so, yeah, you'll find uh, you'll be seeing runways much more frequently than uh, you might imagine. Now, some of them may be private and very short, but, you know, if you need to get in somewhere, it's better to have, uh, you know, a runway than, than otherwise. So you'll find it's a very welcome environment. That's great. Well, Rick, thanks so much for connecting with us today to share these tips with our members. More than happy to do it. And after all this, I'm ready to go. I'm, we'll be headed down there very shortly and uh, look forward to seeing other AOPA members uh, enjoying the beautiful waters of the Bahamas. Absolutely. I'd, I'd like to be there and hopefully I'll get down there to see you. And to our listeners, thanks so much for joining us as well. If you have any aviation-related questions, as part of your membership, you can contact our Pilot Information Center staff Monday through Friday at 800-USA-AOPA. That's 800-872-2672. Then press option 2 on your phone. Or email your questions to us at pilotassist at aopa.org. And don't forget to check out our website at aopa.org. Rick, again, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. You're very welcome. Take care. All right. We'll see you.